Good morning. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Giraldino. This is Apple News Today. President Trump and Vice President Joe Biden shared a stage last night, and that's where we start today, with the first presidential debate. Over 90 minutes, the two candidates debated the because Supreme Court. Why is it on the ballot? It's not on the ballot. It's on the ballot in the court. I don't think so. In the court. The economy. You know what happened? Yeah, you got it down. Our economy boomed and, uh, like it's and, never boomed. The economy oh, is uh, busted. Let me finish. Wait, no, let me, the handling of the coronavirus pandemic. There was no very, economic wait, 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 recession. Like, sir, you made a there was, far less. There was no recession. Protests over police brutality and racial justice in America. And kill people all over the place. That is not peaceful. No, it's not. But you say it is. Climate change. The cows, too. You know, that's not true either, right? Not true. And election integrity. This is no not going to end well. This is not going to end well. Yeah, are you getting anything out of this? It was a night of a lot of crosstalk and interruptions, mostly from the president. But for a debate that lacked substance, we're going to cut out the noise and focus on some of those topics. And we'll tell you what the candidates said. Let's start with the coronavirus pandemic. Neither candidate really laid out a clear vision for how they'd get the pandemic under control. Now, the president insisted his response has been good despite the fact that public health officials say the federal government's lackluster initial response allowed the virus to gain a deep foothold here in the U.S. And the Washington Post has some solid reporting on this to back up that claim. Biden says he'd make sure schools and businesses had the support they need, but didn't offer much detail. When President Trump insisted his administration was great for black America, Biden hit back with a really painful number. That, so far, COVID-19 has killed one in every 1,000 black people in the U.S. We fact-checked it, and it's true. President Trump said again on the debate stage that it's very likely a vaccine will be ready before Election Day. The moderator, Chris Wallace, pushed back on that, pointing out that his own CDC director says it's not going to happen that quickly. Wallace also brought up the fact that Biden's running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, recently said she wouldn't trust a vaccine because Trump is politicizing the process. Biden doubled down on that. I don't trust him at all, nor do you. I know you don't. What we trust As for health care, Biden said Trump's attempts to overturn the Affordable Care Act will strip 20 million people of their insurance, a number that was fact-checked and confirmed by CNN. At one point, Chris Wallace brought up an executive order that Trump signed last week to protect people with pre-existing conditions. Wallace called it largely symbolic and said, closing in on four years in office, the president still hasn't laid out a comprehensive plan to replace the ACA. And Wallace asked him to articulate what exactly is the Trump plan for health care. The president responded by saying he's lowering prescription drug prices by 80 to 90 percent. Now, a fact check from the Associated Press finds that's a stretch. Trump has proposed changes to lower prescription drug costs, but he's been unable to get legislation passed in Congress. And now to climate change. As I talk to you, California is burning. The wildfires are scorching the hills and valleys of the state's famous wine country. Within just a few days, the glass fire burned more than 45,000 acres. Whole communities had to evacuate. Meanwhile, the Gulf Coast is seeing one of the worst hurricane seasons in years. This is where Trump conceded a bit. He said the human population and greenhouse gas emissions contribute to climate change, quote, to an extent. I want 
But he offered no real plan to achieve that. Instead, the president again argued better forest management is the solution, despite the fact that over half of California's forests are federal lands. And even though many experts say to control the wildfires, we need to address climate change. Biden, meanwhile, vowed to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord and rally other nations around environmental standards. But he was also really clear to distance himself from what Trump continually tried to portray as the radical left. Biden said he does not support the Green New Deal, although he has worked with progressive members of his party like Senator Bernie Sanders and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to incorporate a lot of the Green New Deal into his own environmental plan. At one point, Wallace pressed Biden on how expensive his climate policies would be, and Biden said his goal was to create millions of jobs and that the cost was worth it, considering the alternative. We spend billions of dollars now, billions of dollars on floods, hurricanes, rising seas. We're in real trouble. In a tense exchange, Biden called Trump a racist and accused him of using dog whistles to divide us. Now, Trump punched back, pointing to the 1994 crime bill. Biden actually drafted the Senate version of that bill, which the president claims led to the mass incarceration of black people in America. Now, the truth of that claim is murky. Vox has an explainer that sorts through the history. The intent of that bill, on its face, included measures that were supposed to encourage states to adopt more punitive sentences, although history shows it didn't exactly play out that way. And there's a lot from that crime bill that holds up today, like the Violence Against Women Act, but it's a law that seems at odds with today's mass incarceration problem. Trump referenced law and order several times on the stage, which has been a major theme of his re-election campaign. He denounced demonstrations taking place in cities across the country, noting that many of these protests are happening in cities run by Democratic mayors. But Biden pointed out Trump is the president and this is happening under his watch. At one point, Chris Wallace asked President Trump if he was willing to denounce white supremacist and militia groups and ask them to stand down at protests. Listen to what the president told the Proud Boys from the debate stage. Now, the Proud Boys are the far-right, men's-only group that the Southern Poverty Law Center describes as neo-fascist and white nationalist. Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a... NBC is reporting the Proud Boys heard that message loud and clear. Leaders of the group were reportedly thrilled with the president's endorsement. They even turned his words into a new logo in their Telegram group. After his Proud Boys comment, Trump accused Biden of being beholden to Black Lives Matter and the movement's demand to defund the police. Biden made it clear, no, he isn't, saying he's against defunding the police and instead wants to encourage community policing. By the way, the Washington Post did some fact-checking here, and according to polling, a majority of black people in the U.S. do not want fewer police officers in their communities. And in a recent Gallup poll, 20% said they'd like to see a bigger police presence. Roughly the same amount reported wanting to see less. Another fact check here, Biden claimed that violent crime fell under Obama and has gone up under Trump. And Chris Wallace mostly agreed. But this isn't completely accurate. Violent crime did drop under the Obama administration, according to factcheck.org. But under Trump, violent crime has stayed mostly flat. Only the homicide rate has risen. 
The president's tiny tax bill also took center stage. The New York Times reported earlier this week the president paid only $750 in federal income tax in 2016 and 2017. When Chris Wallace directly asked Trump how much he paid, Trump said he turned over millions of dollars in federal income taxes, despite the New York Times reporting that he paid far less than most middle-income Americans. Trump also defended his actions as a private citizen to aggressively lower his tax burden. Like every other private person, unless they're stupid, they go through the laws and that's what it is. Hours before the debate, Biden released his tax returns showing he and his wife paid nearly $300,000 in federal income taxes last year. That's a 31% tax rate. On the economy, Biden argued that the president has brought the country to its knees. 22 million jobs were lost because of the pandemic. More than 60 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits in the past six months. That's more than the number of claims filed during the 2008 recession. Yeah, I mean, just yesterday, Disney said it plans to lay off 28,000 U.S. workers. Ralph Lauren is cutting its global workforce by 15 percent. And the defense company Raytheon announced 15,000 cuts. Airlines were counting on another round of federal stimulus, but now they're planning for imminent layoffs as well. The list, Shemita, goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Well, now Trump argued that he had a period of incredible job growth before the pandemic hit. But Chris Wallace pointed out, and this has been fact-checked by Reuters and other news outlets, the economy added about 2.5 million jobs per year in the last three years of the Obama administration, compared to 2.1 million jobs per year added during Trump's first three years in office. Ultimately, neither candidate laid out a clear vision for how to pull the economy out of this deep recession. Toward the end of the debate, Joe Biden encouraged people to vote and insisted voters hold the power. He also said he will concede if after all the votes are counted, he has not declared the winner. Trump he refused to do the same. He doubled down on his unfounded claims of mass fraud. He also warned of, quote, bad things, but only offered hard-to-prove anecdotes to support his warnings, like ballots being found in a creek or in the trash. If you watched the debate for yourself last night, you don't need a political analyst to tell you it was a wreck. And as much as the moderator tried to stick to a structure, it was difficult to pull much substance out of it. Next week, we'll continue what we started with this debate coverage. We'll keep the noise out of it as much as possible and focus on the top issues in this election, where the candidates stand on them, and what it means for us and the future of our country. 